on Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. 40 on race three, number eight, Marquess. Marquess just in front. Marquess, Marquess just got in, just. But if you like one at odds, I think Brunelli, think um, it can be improved run. Brunelli keeps fighting on the inside. It's political debate and Brunelli, Brunelli and political debate, Brunelli. Oh, brave Brunelli. Got a lot of time for Najim, uh, so how? I'm leaving the way of the four. Najem Sahail going well from Subarazi Gringotts. Najem Sahail holding them. And Najem Sahail won the last for Tommy Stockdale. Yeah, how good are you would have to be yeah. the player of the day. Race six, number ten. And Kabaka, fear not plenty, but how good are you? She's going great guns here. How good are you? She's going to space them. It was another big day for our weekend preview team of Mickey Gannon and Dean Watling on a Saturday. They've been seeing them beautifully and they join us now because spring is in the air. It's the first spring Saturday meeting of uh, the year and uh, Mick Gannon and Dean Watling from DeanWatling.com join me on this Thursday morning here on Giddy Up. Hello to you, Dino, first of all. For us racing fans, it doesn't get any better. It does not get any better, Gareth. Good morning to you, Gano, and all the listeners. Uh, two listed races, four group threes, two group twos, and one group one a race to kick off the spring carnival. So it's mouth-watering, both locations, great racing, and hopefully plenty of opinions and plenty of winners. So many wonderful narratives to look forward to on Saturday. Mickey Gannon, the return of nature's trip. Where's he at at the moment? He takes on a horse like In Secret. Is a 1,000 metres too short for her? The Chelmsford's a beauty. I'm all over Montefilia. We'll get to that a little later on. And then in Melbourne, you've got I Wish I Win first up over 1,400 metres, taking on Mr. Brightside, who looks like he's gone to a new level. Alligator Blood, who's trolled up a, a, um, in sensational fashion. And then you've got horses like an Ossipenko, who was superb in a wink stakes, and Princess Grace for Chris Waller. Um, so many wonderful storylines that will be unfolding on Saturday. Yeah, there's a fair bit going on, G, and I tell you what, it's a good time to be a racing fan kicking off in the spring. 14 mils of rain at Ramwick, throw that in to create a bit more uh, narrative there. But uh, I tell you what, I can't wait to get stuck in. The good horses are back and we're uh, going to continue our good form, G. How do you think the tracks will play, first of all, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, so 14 mils of rain at Ranwick, rail out four metres. Spoke to Mike Wood this morning. The suggestion is the track will get back to a soft five by tomorrow. Uh, then I'd say more than likely we'll get to a, a good four by Saturday. Should play quite fair, G. And I think that it's a similar story there at Caulfield. Rail true, good four. There's a little bit of rain maybe around today and maybe some tomorrow, but um, it's a perfect day there on Saturday. It should be a level playing field, rail true. Every horse should get their opportunity. And there's some big fields there at Caulfield, so hopefully there's some tempo and uh, we get to see some horses winning from everywhere. But it's going to be a great day of racing, both in Sydney and also in Melbourne. It's 9.53. Let's take a break. And then on the other side of it, we'll have the news. Then we'll get stuck into previewing the feature races at Caulfield in Sydney to kick off our spring. I love the Holy Grail to pump you up before a big weekend of racing. Hey, Mickey Gannon, Dean Watling, we'll get stuck into our previews after the 10 o'clock news, but... I hope it happens. It probably won't, but I hope it does. Giggy Kick and I Wish I'll Win, Friday night, Cranbourne, halftime of the preliminary finals, live on Channel 7, mic'd up, 
um, innovation the hell out of it, I reckon. Um, it'll be great for racing, but who wins? Giga kick, I wish I win. Mick? I wish I win. I wish I win will win. Do you reckon? I reckon um, they'll go to... They need, yeah. they need another three million, I reckon, to get them there. Why? Why? Well, they're going to just have a track gallop anyway, so why not race for 750000 and make it a track track gallop and um, take some cash home? Because it is what it is, Jay. <laughs> I, don't know if the, I, don't, I don't know if the owners need the money, mind you. Um, exactly. I think they can race for charity and put on a terrific show. Um, that's an interesting, it's an inter- interesting discussion. Um, we'll take the news. We'll come back with the preview straight after this. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It's four minutes past 10. This is the weekend preview. The two Jets, Mickey Gannon and Dean Watling from DeanWatling.com are with me. Of course, Mickey Gannon from the great tip off. Let's go through some of the feature races at Caulfield and also at Randwick on a Saturday afternoon. We'll start in Sydney, lads. And we'll go through the Quaddy Leagues on a Saturday and we kick off with a race that everybody's looking forward to. The much-anticipated Concord Stakes, which is race seven on the card. Has Nature Strip still got it? He goes around. He's well in the market. Takes on horses like In Secret. Eduardo, the 10-year-old, resumes as well. Just having a look at the Bet365 market here for the Concord Stakes. And today's wagering update is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I'll give you those markets in just a moment, but we'll get stuck into the preview. Dino, you can kick off proceedings here. I am fascinated to see which way you're leaning. Yeah, it's an interesting race. It's a great race. A lot of opinions. Obviously, Eduardo will lead him up. Nature Strip outside the leader. you probably got In Secret back on the fence. And then I think it's either Bella Nipatina or Remark will come across and sit in the 1-1. I can't be with Eduardo. I think he's the one I want to be against in the market. Nature Strip, I'm respecting. I think if he's ever going to win a race again, it's a 1,000-meter race here where others in the race probably aren't up to it and aren't at their best over a 1,000 meters. But can you take that as a betting prospect as a favorite? No, I think you're probably doing yourself a disservice if you're chiming into that price. And for mine, off his trials, I think he's come back a little bit slower this time in. So I'm going to get rid of them too. I think the two plays in the race are Remark and In Secret. I know James is telling us that In Secret's not a thousand meter horse, but I've never seen that stable not have a horse ready to win first up. Um, they've had all this time to plan this preparation for In Secret, and I harp on it that they're the best first-up stable in the country. So I can't see why she's here and not ready to win. So, Gano, good race for In Secret and Remark for mine. Yeah, In Secret maps an absolute treat. Nature Ship will come across. The rider will be there. They'll go at each other. In Secret will be probably two pairs, uh, sorry, two lengths off them. Absolute perfect run. Now, is she ready to go first up? That's the question. 1,000 metres, that's the query. But she's clearly the horse on the up. She's the new kid on the block. And you've got to take $3.30, $3.50 to find out whether she's going to handle 1,000 metres. Well, she's uh, two from two over 1,100 metres. So more than happy to take the gamble there in secret, clearly on top G. And hopefully uh, the old boys can fight out the the placings. So Nature's Trip 320, we bet 365, Eduardo 440, In Secret 320, Bella Nipatina at nine. So she heads to Sydney for her first up assignment. Remark at $8.50. And Zapateo, James was leaning towards her in a way, listening to James over In Secret, which I found really interesting. And he pointed out, he made a really good point. 1,000-metre horses in 1,000-metre races. And that's what Zapateo is. In Secret, he believes is a better six-furlong horse. So... 
time will tell. We know nature's trips a thousand meter horse, and I reckon he'll he they'll have him wound up ready to go today or on Saturday because he needs to put in a, a good showing. So slot holders have got some confidence going forward with him heading into an Everest, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, he'll be wound up, absolutely wound up because he has to be. Because if he flops on Saturday, he won't be going to an Everest. But in saying that, let's be fair, in secret, won't be too far off. He'd probably 85, 90%. And mm. He would have regressed. She's progressing. Um, in regards to Jimmy's comments on Zapateo, well, he's um, she's won what, one one from two on, on a th- over a thousand meters. So I'm not exactly jumping uh, out of trees to go back it, but uh, anyway, intriguing contest. Yes. G. I hey, can't wait. Dino, who would you have representing Cadolford in the Everest? Oh, I think in secret out now, I think she'll go to this she'll have a, a second run in the short. So she'll peak third up where she's unbeaten third up, I think. Okay. So maybe it's just a victim of circumstances that they have to go here just to have a prepped up third up to win at Everest. But um, I just love a straight line speed. I think that yeah. suits the Randwick uh, racetrack. And I know a thousand meter horses, thousand meter races, but I think you can't use that rule until the horse has actually been over a thousand meters, which she hasn't done. She could just be an out and out star. So for me, I'd be taking in secret any day of the week, and I think a three-year-old fill the, the second slot potentially. Great to catch up with Kerry Parker this morning. Says he's over the moon with Think It Over. He absolutely loved heading back to the races there when he competed in the Wink Stakes. I guess the concern is, and Kerry pointed this out as well, is the second up syndrome after such a long break. And, geez, he's short enough for mine now. Too easy with Bet365. Mawanga, oh, you, oh, Mawanga. He did it to us. He trialed like a superstar. He worked like a superstar and he just flipped it around. He raced He raced like he usually does track work. He was woeful first up. He's at $11 here on Saturday. Then we go down to a horse like Hu Yamel that's been impressing Dino in the trials at $34. Linda Mann, $16. wonder what they'll get to on Saturday with him in the run with Dylan Gibbons taking the ride. Joaz at $10. Better the better the weekend. Monophilia now into five dollars and hinged at four dollars sixty here. Dino, you take it away with your your speed map first of all, and what are you doing in the Chelmsford in two thousand and twenty three? Yeah, it's an interesting speed map. You'd probably suggest that a lot of the probably outsiders in the market will dictate the speed here. Knight's order will go forward. Linderman probably slots in behind. Then you've got Navajo Peak, Major Veal, Mawanga, and think it think it over. Thereabouts, obviously, Hinge does have good gate speed uh, as well, but Montefilia, Juarez, Huya Miao, and a couple of others will probably be at the rear. So there doesn't look to be a huge amount of speed, which is interesting for Montefilia. What does James do from that inside gate? I think he has to try and hold a spot on her second up. And obviously, the Wink Stakes is a key form line. It's a great uh, race to, to get a springboard off second up. I think it's the hardest race of the day again. I'd be going the quaddy uh, in the quaddy. I'd be going a field leg here, but for the sake of it, I think who young is a horse at a ridiculous price. I've heard they may be prepping this horse up for an Epson. Um, Geld into this prep and the trials are too good not to have a little piece of the, the double figure odds for me. Gano, but I thought it was a, a really tricky addition of the Chelmsford. I found it really easy, Dino. I think there's only two horses you want to back here. Lindemann had respiratory issues last start. It'll roll forward and give a massive side around the $16. So you can have a uh, shekel on it. But I think Montefiore is clearly the best uh, the bet in this race. Peak second up. Got great second up form. Was really, really impressive last start. Gets J-Mac on. Barrier three. Sits midfield with mm. cover. 
gets the top of the rise and puts him away. I'm with you, G. Montefilia, one of the better bets of the weekend. She's a 1,600-metre, 2,000-metre horse, this horse. Um, she's defeated far better than what she meets there on Saturday, Dino. Do yourself a favour, DeanWatling.com. Make it a bet, Montefilia. <laughs> J-Mac just needs to get a one-off-the-fence midfield, and she'll do the rest. He can he can blend into that race any time he wants. That's a perfect draw for her. So $5, she was what, $8 at the start of the week, six fifty when the fields were announced and they keep on backing her. And I reckon she'll start favourite with the J-Mac factor by the time we have this race ready. Oh, we'll close to favourite anyway over Think It Over. What do you make of Think It Over, lad, second up? Mick? Yeah, I, I'm very concerned second up. I, you know, he was enormous first up, but I think second up off, what, 497 days? Um, I had him marked closer to $4.70. I think he's the lay of the day at the $2.80 price. I just can't possibly have him. I hope he comes out and proves me wrong because it would be another great story for racing. But uh, I can't possibly have him at that price, Dino. Yeah, I think if you like him, wait till Saturday and you can back him at, at much better odds. The best thing about him is his map and his barrier and his jockey. He's going to be there about. So if he's up to the form or up to winning the race, he'll have his chance. But I'm similar to you. I just think he's too short at the moment, Gareth. She's a tramway's a tramway's a beauty as well. Communist, the Guineas winner at $17. My Oberon at $16 with Bet365. Pericles just did what he had to do there the other day. He's at six fifty. Then we go down to Fireburn, the superstar galloper who um, was scratched controversially, of course, before the Queensland Oaks last campaign in winter. She's at $26 first up. Zarek at $19. Madame Pomery was exceptional first up the other day. She's $17. Hope in your heart. Kerry Parker says that she's a terrific each way price first up this campaign at $10. And then Alentia who smashed the clock. This impressive galloper for Chris Waller and the star thoroughbred colours is the 2.30 favourite here, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, there's a race that's really void of speed here. I think Alentia uh, from Barrier 9 with Kira McAvoy, 54 kilos. I'd say it's more than likely she will roll forward and, and sit on pace. And if that is, if, well, if they end up going here, they are uh, dual noms for the Mona Lisa, I believe. But I suggest they probably will go here. The betting moves suggest they will. $3 into $2, they'll roll forward. And if, if she sits top four and gets an easy run, she'll put them away and put them away with ease. Gee, Martin Pomery draw barrier 19 uh, and no jockey engaged, so I suspect uh, she won't be going here. So Alentia clearly on top for me. Uh, Dino, how'd you say it? Yeah, best bit of the day, Alentia. That first start win was elite visually. And then you look at the sectionals, uh, boys, and the overall time, and it just screams this is a group one horse in the making. Two concede, a second up, Wallace Syndrome, potentially. But what I love here is 21 days between runs. I think that gets rid of any inkling of a flat second up run. And I think she can progress up to 1,400 metres. I love the map, Gano. She is a horse with tactical speed. She can go back to last and run on, but up to 1,400 metres, good gait, no real speed. I think McAvoy does use the, the lightweight and roll a little bit forward. And I think we could see a quite special horse here on Saturday. Pericles, interesting horse. He was good first up, but if you compare the two races on the day, this is sort of A grade versus B grade, I thought. I thought she's the one on the up, and Pericles needs to find probably two to three lengths to be winning. I think the big danger is hope in your heart. Just don't know where she gets to in the run, but she's a horse who's potentially come back a length or two better. If she keeps progressing like she does, I think she's the main danger to Alentia Gareth, but for mine, Alentia is the best bet of the day. Last race, time to boogie at $6. Uh, then we've got Garza Blank. I didn't have any luck the other day. First up at two fifty. 
Paray at $7. The driver's tipping this. I had to give him a call because he wasn't with James today and he's leading towards Paray. So $7, $2.45 each way. Bet three six five, And then Salt Coats at $11 and three twenty five. Dino, what are you doing in the last? Yeah, I think it's an open end to the day. I don't really have any opinion. I think Gus Blank is short enough again. Obviously, I had a chance last start, but you can tie that for me in through smashing eagle. Uh, I think the one down the bottom of the page, if it goes here, cries Zor has been trialling up well enough and probably suited the weights as a three-year-old coming back through this grade. Um, but, again, oh, you know, I think it's a wide open end of the day. I don't really have any firm opinion. Yeah, I just think Gaza Blank is a 1,200-metre horse. Um, I don't think he's suited over 1,100 metres, so he'd be much better suited this time around. You get barrier 10, J-Mac with plenty of speed on, so I suggest he'll sit just uh, midfield running line and will be the one coming at them late. Do you want to take $2.50? Absolutely not. That's ludicrous. I think we'll get closer to $3, and if we hit that $3 mark, Gaza Blanca is clearly a bet because the rest of these are only just average Please. with the exception of, of Paris. He'll be he'll, a, he'll be giving Gaza Blanca Winburn, Mickey G. Yeah, turn it up, G. Yep. Paris is a, a high-quality galloper, but it comes off a few uh, valley starts. And I think my, my concern here for Paris is, what is it, pith up now into a preparation. Yes, granted, they've sent it back to Sydney off Melbourne, but, gee, I am concerned with this stable deep Gaz, into the prep. You're, you're, losing, you're, you're leaving off Gaza Blanca in that grease form still, aren't you, Mickey Gannon? I've been against it every run, G, <laughs> uh, but I'm on it today. All right, then. Let's have a look, let's have a look at the Furies for the three-year-old filly. So that's a quaddy leagues outside of the quaddy. Um, Autumn Ballet, she's a beauty, 550. Tis Invincible, 440. So different form lines here, uh, different form lines, which makes this race interesting. Kamochi at 360. Cigar Flick was good the other day, $8.50. So which way are you heading here, Dino? Um, are you with the Silver Shadow form? I'm in the Rosebud form. I think uh, if you decide uh, the first starting point of this race is figuring out which form you trust, which form you think is better. I don't think either form's uh, terrific, but I think I've got to lean the Rosebud. I think the, the slowish tempo first up there and the way they sprinted home, I don't think they'll there to run time. And they didn't run time, but then you look at the Silver Shadow and the early sectionals there, they had the opportunity and the perfect platform to run home in strong sectionals late and weighing up in the day and across the board, they were poor. So... I'd suggest the Rosebud probably has more levels to give. And we also said that Tizavitz was probably the only horse we wanted to follow out of it. So up to 1,200 metres, three weeks between runs. Uh, the Maroney used to stable have a great record with their horses um, with that 21-day gap. And I just think with no speed in the race, gate six, Tiz Invincible can chime in and she's got the most upside. I think Cam Mochi, et cetera, the great horses. My query, Gano, was them staying at 1,200. Maybe they were looking for 1,400 metres plus now, uh, second up. Yeah, Autumn Ballet, I'm willing to risk it. I just absolutely blessed in the run last start. When you get these form lines come together, I just like watching the replays. I, I'm a big data uh, player, but I put the data aside. I just look to the eye and, and see what horse sort of looks to have the most upside to the eye. And Tiz Invincible, clearly the one with the most upside. Beautiful platform building run last start. And she's clearly the horse to beat. I think $4.40 is a great price. And I'd suggest she starts uh, favourite. And I'd be surprised if she doesn't start with a three in front of a G. In the staying race, uh, you've got Serpentine. I was at the spring racing launch there on Wednesday night. Gabe Waterhouse was speaking, and she said that Serpentine is the stable's best chance of Melbourne Cup glory. He goes around here with the blinkers off with Regan Bayless in the saddle at $7. So I wonder if he is in your staking plan this week, lads, in Sydney on this terrific day of racing. Who wants to kick off proceedings here? Mickey Gannon, you can go first. 
Well, you just knocked me over there, G. Serpentine being their best uh, <laughs> Melbourne Cup chance. But um, with Verona, Verona was exceptional last start. Really, really good. Jumped out of the ground, 1,800 to 2,400 metres on that occasion. Will be well suited at the 2,400 metres again. Okay. Really, really big uh, tick there and nugget for any punters out there with that staying form. Second go at 2,400 metres, they generally improve. She only has to repeat that run to be getting the job done. You're getting around $4.60. That's a great bet, Dino. Yeah, military mission is the horse I wanted to find. Obviously, in for the Wine Gold Cup on Friday. So, there's a couple of horses in this race that are dual numbered across both. So, I'm going to wait till Saturday. But if Verona's in there on Saturday and with you, Gano, if military mission is, I think um, it's a mighty chance third up after a really good second up run. All right, lads, let's get your staking plans then for Randwick on Saturday. Dino, you kick off proceedings. Yeah, quite keen, both locations. But we'll start with, obviously, the Randwick staking plan. Race six, number three, is Invincible. We're going to have $30. Race nine, number 16, Alentia. We're going to have $100. And then the rest of my stake will come when we, we touch on Hawkesbury. But race six, number three, Tis Invincible, 30. And race nine, number 16, Alentia, $100, please. Hawkesbury? You mean Caulfield? Didn't know we go to Hawkesbury, yeah, son. Weekend Just preview it. doesn't go to Hawkesbury, mate, son, unfortunately Third for enough. you, Dino. Uh, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, I'm going to have a $100 uh, double, race six, Tis Invincible, into race nine, Olentia. And then I'm going to have uh, $50, Montefilia, G. Beautiful. In the Chelmsford, around that $5 quote, um, you got the fixed odds odds protector there at Bet365, so you can bet now and be confident that you'll still get the best price. That's a look at round week. Should be a terrific day. So many storylines to come out of that meeting, and it should be a beauty. Can't wait to see what the old boy nature can do there in the Concord Stakes. 20 minutes past 10, Timmy Wilson from First Light Racing will be joining us, and then we'll take a look at Memsey Stakes Day there at Caulfield. And follow me, everything is all right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. Time to preview Caulfield now on Memsey Stakes Day to kick off the spring in no football or AFL this weekend. So racing will take centre stage in Melbourne and we've got the best of the best taking on each other in a way. I wish I win the Superstar Sprinter taking on some terrific milers and Mr. Brightside and also Alligator Blood. Over the 1,400 metres, and Mitchie Lewis joins us here on the weekend preview now with Dean Watling and Mickey Gaddon. G'day to you, Mitch. Morning, Mitch. Mitchie. He's not quite ready for us. Let's get stuck into these races at Caulfield, and we'll kick off with uh, race number seven, 10 race program, having a chat to Maddie Wells. She believes these um, – Extra races have been working nicely for Racing Victoria with the extra turnover, which helps, of course, with the revenue. So seems to be a winner so far. And uh, race number seven on the card there at uh, Caulfield on Saturday is this place is continuing to break down because um, my computers continue to freeze. Um, here we go. Race number seven. <laughs> I'm about to lose it. Hello to you, Mitchie Lewis. Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you going? I am well. Caulfield on Saturday. I think it should play perfectly. Rail back into the true. We should be on a good surface, and every horse hopefully will get their opportunity, Mitchie. I agree. That's what I've got. I'm thinking, you know, not too much rain around, is there? So I'm expecting a good four and, yeah, rail in the true. You'd like to think first day of spring, first group one in Melbourne, you're going to get a pretty even track. 
Let's have a look at the Cochrane Stakes race seven over the 1,200 metres. What a race this promises to be. Paracel with bet 365 around 360. Then we go down to Laced Up Hills. This is the horse that's defeated Amelia's Jewel now with Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr., the former WA filly, at $12. Ben and Detta was superb first up. She's at $2.60 in the market leader. C. Margique, who is a talented, talented galloper at $5 for Graham Beek. All right then, Mickey Gannon, what are you doing here in the Cochrane, which is race number seven on the card? Yeah, intriguing race. Really interested to see what Jamie Carr is going to do from barrier 11. You think second up had a pretty um, good time of it last start in regards to, you know, a fitness platform anyway. Uh, I'd suggest she'll have to roll forward. And if she doesn't, she can land at a good spot. She's going to be the, the, um, on the horse to beat. I think Paracel is definitely going to be hard to beat. Ben and Detta could jump out of the ground second up as well. Daniel Stackhouse jumps aboard. I had it a race in two, Jeeb, at this mm-hmm. stage. I'm sort of not really sure which way to lean. I want to see how the track is playing. All right, then. Dino, how do you assess these uh, gallopers here heading towards the, the Cochrane? Because... There's some nice horses resuming, especially that have been trialling well. Exactly. And I think, uh, obviously, Parasail was terrific first up in Sydney. Benedetta was good first up winning as well and has had a tick over trial since. So, I think if you weigh it up fitness-wise, I think Benedetta is potentially third up fitness-wise. And from a better gate, I'd definitely win the way of her. I think she's got superior ratings and probably is the one here to win. Obviously, Parasail is, but... I think maybe third up from Paracel, especially with that wide gate and off a tough run first up, could potentially regress off that rating. So, Mitchie, I'd be leading the way of the seven Benedetta for me. Yeah, I agree. I had Benedetta on top um, and the same as what Gano said in a race in two with Paracel. I just sort of thought um, second up, they would both likely improve because they previously have. Uh, but I thought, yeah, the same thing. Benedetta might just have that fitness edge. I think there'll be some good tempo with Papillion Club and Dance to Dubai, which is probably going to set her up pretty nicely. I think the scratching of Espiona has just brought her odds down a little bit. I probably just want it to come back up before I have a play, but I think Benedetta's probably going to be well suited here. Dana, what did you make of Seema Sheik's trials? Because uh, she was a mare that improved out of sight their last preparation. She was just behind in secret there before going out for a break. She's at $5 and she's kept safe here. Um, what do you make of her chances? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to note is how good Graham Beggy is again. his horses to win first up. He's a great stable and has a terrific strike rate. So I doubt he'd be bringing a horse of this calibre to the races uh, without having a fully fit and ready to win. So the trial was great. Um, obviously, he had 308 days off the scene off a, an injury setback, if my memory does serve Correct. me right. So that's the only thing you've got to play into your mind, Gareth. But um, I thought her trial was good. I can't believe the the, the price. Like, she she split bonus notches in secret in a Coolmore start in that of course, the, the best three-year-old sprint in the country. And she's had that setback, of course. But um, she's got plenty of ability. I loved to trial the other day behind Hypothetical, who was pretty good there at the, the Valley last Saturday. So that's the story there in the Cochrane for the Mares. Then we move on now to race number eight. And this is for the sprinters over the 1,100 metres. Ingratiating $13. Kalos first up at seven fifty. As Fura, Henry DeWy gave her a big push there on Tuesday morning when I had a chat to him at 3.50. Generation was scratched from the car line and saved for this at 7.50. Um, and then we go down to Sight, $12. Can she step up to this class? Magic time, another one for Graham Big at $6.50. This is a good horse's race. And Mars Crusade is well placed if he's at his best here. Mitchie Lewis, she can get $10 for that galloper with Bet365. 
Yeah, I've got Mars Crusader in my numbers. I think he's sneaky, but I'm keen to be with Asphora. So she yeah. resumes today, obviously. She's got a super first up record. She's won twice and placed the other time. That placing was a third in the Oakley plate. So group one level, placed first up. Barrier three, 1100. I think it's a real nice setup for her to kick off. Um, and I think she's probably going to go on to something maybe like a Moya. So I think it's okay. a real nice sort of kickoff for her. And I'm expecting her to get a good run. Dino? Yeah, outstanding race. What a race. Obviously, the feature of the day is a Memzi, but this is oh, a phenomenal beauty. race. Asphora, like you mentioned, obviously comes through the Oakley Plate. Uh, the only query for mine with her is when you've got the Caulfield Ray and the True, sometimes the inside lanes can be off, and that's what she's probably going to find. I just think at the price, magic time is ridiculous odds here. I think in racing, if you can predict progression in a horse, you can pretty much print money. And I think if you're predicting magic time to come back a length or two better, which she's done every prep, she's only had the four starts. I think she's right up to Aspora's grade. The slight curry is 1,100 metres, but her jump outs, which we've been mentioning on a Wednesday, Gareth, they've been superb. And Graham Begg, Jordan Childs, great combination. And like I mentioned, Graham mm-hmm. Begg's in phenomenal form, Gano. So magic time, quite keen. I think she starts around $5 and a clear second pick for mine. Yeah, I had ingratiating as probably the only horse that I could suggest probably needs to be a little bit shorter in the market. Around $14 mark, I thought there was a bit of an edge there. Had it marked closer to $10, Blake Shin, barrier four, uh, second up here, uh, just maps to absolute perfection. So they'll go pretty quick and ingratiating with probably the one that can fly at them late. But wasn't really that keen to be betting up in the race, G, but ingratiating is definitely the one that's over the odds for me. When you profile this race, I think Asfira needs to win nearly every time she steps out because there's not too many races for her, especially in the spring. She's a she's going to win a Group 1. It's 1,000, 1,100 metres and probably away from Mooney Valley. And the only Group 1 there is the Moya over the 1,000 metres. So... I think she'll be ready to fire here first up for Henry DeWire, Mitchell Aiken. Um, you might think I'm completely mad, but from a low gate, Ashford Street, $9.50 the place. Um, I reckon he can run a bit of a race once again. Turn it up. The old boy. Just the place, <laughs> something small. Put him into your multiples. Um, Ashford Street, he's been a great horse for the Alford camp. He's the star of Warnable these days. 10.37, you're with Gareth Hall. Mitchie Lewis, Dean Watling, Mickey Gannon. This is a weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365. Let's take a break on the other side of it. We'll have a look at race number nine at Caulfield at the Heath. And it is the one that we've been waiting for for a little while now. It's the Group 1 Menzies Stakes. This is the weekend preview. Gareth Hall on Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. It's 10.42. DeanWatling.com, Mickey Gannon and... Mitchie Lewis with me on this Thursday morning. Time to preview the feature race of the weekend. It's a beauty. Race nine at Caulfield at the Heath. Over 1,400 metres at Wait for H. It's the Group 1 Memsey Stakes. Mr. Brightside's got the car park draw, but he's 440 with bet 365. I wish I win has drawn the other side of the track. Gate number one. He's at $3.80. Then we go down to Alligator Blood at $5. He's also drawn wide. Um, the Inevitable, the Tassie Star at $29. Oz Apenko was a big run, I thought, in the Wink Stakes. Um, he's currently at $10. Then we go to Princess Grace at $8.50. Anna Visto at $12. Mickey Gunnan, you can kick off proceedings here. What are you doing in the Memsey? 
Well, let's just kick off with a map, G. You've got Anavisto Anna rolling forward, Alligator Blood from Barrier 14 rolling forward, Western Empire, Bandersnatch will also go forward. Mr. Brightside will be scraping the outside rail early and it sets up perfectly for an Ossipenko, Princess Grace in behind them. And I am leaning with the Sydney form, G. I think Princess Grace, they put up a ridiculous price, $12 they put up. I suggest the horse is probably going to start closer to 7 or $8 on Saturday. That form line behind Fangirl is impeccable. Uh, it could be argued that the horse probably could have won that race, to be fair. It was in the worst going. Had a bit of momentum lost on the turn. And I just think Barrier 3, Blake Shin aboard, yeah. draws an absolute treat. And she's going to be very, very hard to beat. Just looking at the Bet365 market there with Ozapinka, who I thought was nearly the run of the race there in the wing stakes. It says Barrier 18. I nearly choked on my cornflakes. Um, it's actually Barrier 2 for Ozapinko, looking at the Riser website. So they've got that wrong at, at Bet365, which is pretty important there, Dino. That is very important. And you can probably back that up with the, the stats for the 1,400-meter start. And especially in the men's year, the last 19 years, 16 of the past 19 winners have come from barriers 2 to 7. So that unique 1,400-meter start right on that turn suggests that lower draws um, have the uh, get the chocolates more often than not. So I think Ospenko draws beautifully. And I'm with Dano. All reason that he mentioned, Princess Grace was phenomenal in the wing stakes. I think if she gets to the better ground, um, she wins that race. She's four from four second up. Um, and she gets Blake shit in the back, uh, in the saddle, sorry, from a beautiful inside gate. So I'm keen on Princess Grace having a nibble on Steinem, who I've been waiting at the track. He's big odds, but I've got to have something on Mitchie, but um, Princess Grace for me. You've, you've pinched some of my stats there, Dino. I was going to, I was going to run with the whole same thing about the barriers over the 1400 meter start, but there you go. Um, I went back sorry, 20 Mitchie. years instead of 19. So that's all good. <laughs> but, so yeah, that's, it's going to be an interesting race. I've gone a little bit left field as well. I actually want to be with Anavisto. So Anavisto first up. What are you boys been the... smoking over the last couple of days? <laughs> Go on, Mitchie. I, I've got some figures here that I think Anavisto can run us the race at an each way price. So first up, she clearly does her best work. She's had five first up starts, won four of those. In her last two first up starts, she's won at group three level over the 1,400 metres. And the two, the one two back, I reckon it was just about a career peak and it would be up to a sort of higher group level. So she's won tri twice, track and trip, maps to get a beautiful run. Damien Lane in the saddle, when he teams up with the Price Kent team, they strike at 31.2% and a 27 profit on turnover. I just think she's going to get a nice run from that barrier and she'll be in it for a long way. All right, then, lads, let's just go. I want to play a game with you, all right? So this is... Um... One word answers, basically. Mr. Brightside, 440, unders or overs, and can he win? So two two words, basically. Dean Watling? Uh, overs, yes. Unders, unders or overs? Overs. Yeah, I think he's overs. I think he can start shorter. All right, then. And he can win. I wish I win. 380, Mickey Gannon. Is he unders or overs? Unders. All right. Can then. win. Needs a lot of luck. Alligator Blood, $5. Mitchie Lewis, overs, unders? Evens. Evens. Um, do you give a horse like, does the inevitable any chance? He was third in an all-star mile. 1,400 metres in the sweet so. I, I, I hope so for Bear. But basically, no. Mickey. No. All right. <laughs> no, <then. I'm> not. <laughs> no, look. I, I wouldn't. I'm not chiming into that horse first up. I think second up, I'd be, I'd be much, uh, much happier to chime into the inevitable. All right, then what about Ozapenko? Ten dollars. Is he worth a pun each way here, Dino? 
Yeah, I think he's over the odds, and um, I think that's Sydney forms, the grouse form. So, yep. Can right, win. then. So, basically, just recapping your um, plays here once again in the Memsey Stakes. So, you're taking on the big three, it sounds like, Dino. Yeah, I think I wish I win the one I really want to take on. I just don't think he can win first up 1,400 metres from that inside draw. Alligator Blood, bright side, I think they're the right prices. Um, and they're obviously the respectable horses. But I think, think 13, Princess Grace, is ridiculous odds and yep. he's right up to winning this. So that's the way I went. And Mitch, you're with Anna Visto. Timmy Watson will be happy with you. I was on um, Timmy Watson and Gary Lyons' show the other day. I said he's got no chance. But um, there you go. I'm <laughs> hoping that... Well, I'm going to have egg on my face regardless if you're right. And Mickey Gannon, you're keen on Princess Grace. Very keen Princess yep. Grace, G. Let's have a look at the last race. We'll get to the McNeil after uh, our last break. But Kalino at $4.20 for Chris Waller, Jai McNeil. Then we go to Devoted at $3. Um, <laughs> regards, Marie, at $10. i tell you what, Devoted's a really good horse. He was the horse that should have... He was favourite for the Group 1 Railway Stakes, but he had to win the RJ Peters, and he just missed out last Perth Carnival. He's now with the league team owned by Bob Peters, of course, and Sandra Peters, so at $3. Tatum Bull gets an opportunity. Um, I think he's pretty good. He'll be winning this, Dino. Your thoughts? Yeah, interesting race. Kalino comes down. No firm opinion, so I'll, stray, I'll throw straight to you, Gunnar. Yeah, found it a difficult race to assess. Uh, Colino's got John McNeil. I was think, hoping that they were going to engage Blake Shin, but probably to suggest that they're not as keen uh, as I want them to be. So I'm going to handball this one straight to Mitchie. Yeah, I had Colino on top. I just thought it would probably find it a bit easier than the last start. Uh, faded late after probably not getting the race run to suit. So I think the little bit of extra fitness second up now will off the little break will help and I think someone like Buffalo River can probably make up the pace this time when that's probably what was Kalino's undoing last time. I reckon regards Marie might run a bit of a race as well at ten dollars and three twenty five with bet three six five. Let's take a break on the other side of it. We'll get the staking plans and our multis there for this weekend's racing. Our staking plans there for cool fit. I want to have a look at the McNeil stakes because it is a beauty for the three year olds. Hopefully enjoying your Thursday morning, weekend preview time, and let's have a look at the McNeil Stakes for the three-year-olds at Caulfield. Little Bros gets the winkers on just to say, okay, mate, sharpen him up a little bit to keep his mind on the job at $7. Barbara at three eighty. First up over the 1,200 metres, save for this race after being scratched last week in the Santa Medico in Sydney. V8, seven fifty. Shalight at $11. Coincide at $13. And... I think she might be my favourite filly by the end of the spring. Oh, with Amelia's jewel. Legacies. She's at $5.50 here. Dino, you kick off proceedings in the McNeil. Yeah, phenomenal race. Obviously, I'm keen to see what the vein stakes form is like in this little bros. I thought he was a little bit plain first up. Obviously, up to 1,200 metres will suit him, but I think he needs to show something. Obviously, Barber's the one I want to be with, that first start record of the stable. And I love the, the words that James said last week. They don't want to waste a first start run with Barber just because of how elite he is first up. So I think he's the hardest to beat. There's good speed here. He gets a lovely uh, lovely run in beyond the speed and should be the strongest late. But I agree with you um, here, Gareth. I think Legacies could be the best horse out of it. Is it sharp enough to win over 1,200 metres? Doesn't want 14. I think that's a question you've got to figure out in your head. But Gatto, I'm with Barber in the McNeil. Yeah, well summed up. Barber clearly on top for me. Uh, the only horse I could possibly back. I'm very keen with a Godolphin first up record with Blake Shin uh, booked. Mitchie? 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> full disclosure with the listeners, I'm already invested in legacies after you and me's discussion on Monday, G. So I think legacies will go well, but yeah, I thought Barber was a clear um, danger to that bet. Uh, first up record stands for itself. I think the race is probably between those two. All right, then staking plans. We'll start with you, Dino, at Caulfield. Race five, number two, I'm going to have $30 on Barber. Race eight, number 13, I'm going to have $20 on Magic Time. And race nine, number 13, Princess Grace, I'm going to have $20 on her. All right, then, Mickey Gannon. I've got 50 bucks left. I'm having it all on the nose, Princess Grace. All right, then, Mitchie Lewis, what are you doing? Caulfield, race three, number two. I'm going to have $60 in Belay Rich. I thought second up, up to the yes. 1400s, positive. Made good ground at the Valley last start. Uh, race eight, number six, Asphora, $40. Race nine, number 14, Anavisto, $15. And then I'm going to go come over home, Morfittville, race five, number nine. I'm going to have $85 on Bugnish. All right, then. Um, multis quickly. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like something out wide. Multis, Dino. Yeah, race, we'll start in Sydney. Race nine, number 16, Alentia to win. Race six, number three, Tears Invincible to place. Then we go down to Melbourne. Race five, number two, Barber to place. And race eight, number 13, Magic Time to place at $20. So Alentia to win, Barber to place, Tears Invincible to place, and Magic Time to place. And you'll get around $20 for that. All right, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, nice and simple. All at Ramwick here, G. We'll kick off race six. Tis Invincible Place, Race 7 in Secret Place, Race 8 Montefilia Place, Race 9 Alentia Win, and Race 10 Gaza Blanca Place, getting 20 bucks. Love it. Mitchie Lewis? Uh, Caulfield, Race 3, Number 2 Place, Race 8, Number 6 Place, Morfordville, Race 5, Number 9 to Win, Bugnish, and then Race six, number one, Samillion to place. I think he's going to get a very nice run there, and all he's got to do is hold on to a place over the 1,050-metre start. So that's in Adelaide, race six, number yes. one. All right, yes, yes. Um, hopefully it's a fill-up. What's your very best for the day, Dino? My very best is Alentia in Sydney, and my lay of the day is I wish I win, go. All right, Mickey. Uh, Alentia, mine, and lay of the day, think it over. And I'll tell you what, wouldn't mind a bit of a scoreboard update, G. Scoreboard, that's a good point. Um, you, we'll post it on Twitter, Next but you're, you're winning. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have $200 straight out on Montefi. I would be winning if you bloody kept my um, oh, track record. Oh, there. Oh, um, uh, Jackson, forget your name. Um, yeah, Montefiore, $200 wow. a win straight out. Um, oh, and we'll like get on it. Legacies to win the flight stakes as well. Um, it'll be a fill up on Saturday, lads. Love your work. Keep on dominating, Mitchie. Um, enjoy Mount Gambier, Mickey Gatton, play some good golf, and Dino, enjoy the surf. It's 11 o'clock in news time.